Hello travellers, and welcome to Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn, Season 2, Episode 9, Wrong Place, Wrong Time. As you'll remember, this episode is the last we'll be releasing until September 9th whilst the show is on hiatus. During the month of August, our main focus in-house will be recording and editing content for our podcast and our Patreon, producing a backlog for both the standard episodes and with any luck, our side quests too. Thank you for your patience, and if you could take the time to tell a friend about our show whilst we're taking a break, that would help a lot. Word of mouth counts for everything, and a hiatus is one of the best times to hit our catch-up episodes and join the wagon. Unfortunately, whilst we're not releasing new episodes, listener count can really dwindle, so we'd really appreciate your support. Tonight, we have the whole crew. So, without further ado, on with the show. Good evening. Sorry about the mess. They're preparing for some renovations that'll start later this week. The show's still on, though, and I've saved a seat for you. Pride, they say, comes before a fall, and those who have the most to lose are oft the most prideful of all. So too it was true for our heroes brave, who having survived dragons and caves, thought themselves free of dangerous foe. So what came next was a mighty blow. Directly behind you are three hooded figures. And one of them is clearly wielding a large knife. And they are cutting off your exit from this alley that you have wandered into. Well, this is the slums. Should have seen this one coming. Hey, don't talk about our home that way. You don't know nothing, you city folk. Drop your purses, we'll let you live. (laughs) No! That's not gonna happen. You drop your purses. I will point out, these guys snuck up behind you completely silently. I guess we've got an impasse in. Because that ain't gonna happen. I didn't want to have to mess up that pretty face. I'm very confident, aren't I? It's okay. He's not a dragon, he can't mess up his pretty face. <sighs> well, I just flex out my hands. Scroll That wrestling you felt like doing... Up for a second round? When am I ever not? And he just charges directly at them. So, Marin, what do you do? I'm gonna dart forward 25 feet, join the rest of the guys, and who do I see? You see three hooded figures. There is one tall and lithe. There is another short and broad. Already a dart. And then I'll say, you should all back off now while you have the chance. And my trigger is going to be if any of them make an attack. Well, Urbach said to Scrawl, are you ready for that wrestling? And Scrawl's like, yeah! So Scrawl's just going to charge them. And he is going to go for the tall lithe one. So Scrawl rushes over. His arms are out wide. And it seems for a moment like he's going to completely whiff and sweep his arms over the tall guy. And yet, as he gets close, the tall, thin guy in front of him tries to dodge and just dodges directly into his arms <laughs> as Scroll wraps his arms around him. <laughs> I have you! That dude rolled a natural one. Nice. So Scroll is now holding this guy. In a loving embrace. The tall, thin guy is being grappled by Scroll. 
Toby. Which guy was the one who told us to drop our purses? They are all wearing hoods and masks, so I don't think you could tell, probably. Okay, so I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast at the guy in the middle. So the sort of medium height one. You reach out your hand and you cast an Eldritch Blast at him and it catches him full in the face. His hood flies back, but he's still wearing a mask. (sighs) Fucking mages. You can still back off now. <laughs> oh, back. Okay. I flex my fingers and pointing at the dude in the far left and going to fire a witch bolt time. So you stretch out and you release a witch bolt towards the short, stout, hooded figure and he starts looking around frantically as the witch bolt begins to swirl around him and hone in for its attack. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> He's swatting around at this thing in the air. He actually successfully swats it and it hurts his hand. And he's shaking it and blowing it like he picked up a hot meatball. As I'm doing this, I'm going to back a little bit behind Murren. Nix. Nix is going to cast Shatter on them. So the one that Toby hit with the Eldritch Blast, the short guy who's still swatting at the glowing thing around him, they both start shouting, and the one that Scraw has grappled starts panicking. But it is now his turn. So he is going to... The two that you have all been focusing your attacks on start screaming, and Scrawl momentarily turns to pay attention to them. As he does so, you see the figure that he's holding pull out two short swords and whip them around and stab backwards into him, both connecting. Gosh. Oh no. Oh boy. Oh my god. Oh, come on now. Jesus Christ. Hmm. guy that Scrooge's holding, you see him pulling out both short swords with either side, and he swings around, you see them both stabbed into Scrooge's sides. <laughs> and he lets go of the guy, turns around, looks at you all, and goes, Guys, I don't feel so good. Scrooge! And he just falls to the ground. No! Unconscious. Can I see the guy now? <laughs> yes, you may see the guy now. Yes! <laughs> and the two that are facing you who were uh, wailing from the attack it begins to subside and they call down it's not too late you can drop your purses and leave and take him with you as the assailant sheathes his short swords and dusts himself off guys are you still rolling that attack Marin? yes The dart lodges into this guy's back, but it's almost like it's stuck in some kind of armor as it falls away seemingly harmlessly. He doesn't seem phased as his hooded cloak keeps him concealed. He doesn't react physically. Just look, he's looking to the two shorter men and waiting. The guy in the middle, he is going to... Baldur's Brass gonna walk over to Scraw. No! And he takes his no. dagger out. No! And he puts it to Scraw's throat and he looks at you all and says, Leave your purses every dime and go. And I won't kill this one right here in front of you. Guys, we can't let him hurt Scraw! What are we supposed to do? I think in this case, what we're supposed to do is admit when we're beat and give him our money. Guys, we should just give up. We should give him our money. This, this isn't okay. And Mick starts unclasping the satchel she keeps, which has all her 
gold pieces in it. I'm doing the same. The Doomsinger follows suit. Yeah. These guys are about to be really rich. I very reluctantly do the same. The guy with the knife to Scrawl's throat looks up. Here's how this is going to work. You're all going to leave your purses and walk out of this alley. Count to ten. We'll be gone. And you can come back and get your friend. I want to insight check him. If he wanted to kill Scraw, he could do it now. He stands to gain nothing by killing Scraw, but he doesn't want you guys to try and fight him the moment you've got Scraw safely. So he wants you to go away so he can do exactly what he said, leave without you being able to follow him, and then you can come back and get Scraw. Makes just hands up, walks away. Yeah, I do the same. I follow. I do the same. I require you all to go into your inventories and set all of your gold to zero. (laughs) And you all make your way out of the alley. The three hooded figures step back surrounding Scraw to one side so that they can let you pass, but make it very clear that if you make any hostile moves, it won't go well for you and... Presumably you meander on out. Do you count to ten and then return, as you said? Yeah, I come back after I've counted to ten. Yeah, of course. I turn and follow. Mm-hmm. And right. You all count to ten. You return, and Scraw is gone. What? <laughs> no, he's there. Scraw is in the alley. His pallor is looking very off, but the three who assaulted you are no longer there. And... You see that there is a sign that is on the wall. It looks like a serpent with wings flying downwards, swallowing a sun. Do we all see this? Oh yeah, plain as day. But more importantly, Scrawl's lying below it, (laughs) looking like he's dying. Yeah, check on him. Mix rushes over. The first thing I do is cast Spare the Dying. I got over to him and just begin to check him. And Mix is going to cast Healing Hands. So you rush over. What does it look like when you cast Healing Hands? Rubbing my hands together until a warm bluish glow protrudes from them and then placing them on the person that I want to help. It's the Asamara version of Mr. Miyagi. So a warm glow passes from Mix to Scraw and diffuses through him. And There's a little bit of color comes back to his cheeks and his breathing becomes more regular. His eyes flutter over. Oh, I feel really bad, you guys. <laughs> no more wrestling for you, okay? At least not until we can get you properly looked up. I can still take you. Heath Wobbly sits up. Easy there, buddy. And makes make sure that he has the support. He waves you away. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't care if you think you're fine. You're not. And we have... No. And makes you're drunk. You don't know what you're talking about. I am not drunk anymore. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. You've sobered up. Unfortunately, Scrawl seems really out of it. There's something in his system. <laughs> you're drunk. You don't. You know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. I'm fine. Let's go. And he just pulls himself up off the ground and I give him a hand. Oh man. Thanks. You're you're really good. Are you feeling all right? No. 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 But we we gotta go see those people. We do. Maybe we could ask about the wiggly worm. Scraw. And he's pointing at the thing on the wall. Is there any use of doing a medicine check to see if she can recognize whether or not something might have been injected or cut into Scraw like poison or... I'm perfectly happy to do one as well. It definitely seems like something's not right with Scraw at the moment. He seems 
intoxicated at the very least, there's a pretty high probability that there was something on those blades. We really need to get him some help. Oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Looking at the Worms Rock in the distance, how far away do we think we are? If we can see it. Half an hour or so, maybe. If we can get there easily. Well, it's going to take us probably twice as long as we're going to have to help Scraw along. I can walk just fine. And she proves it by walking weavily down the alley. But he's still walking at a moderate pace. He doesn't look like he's at risk of falling over, but he's definitely not walking in a straight line. I, I walk near him, just in case. I walk on the other side as well. So does someone want to lead the way then? Not Toby. <laughs> well, anyone who's with Scraw is probably going to be at the back. I was going to say, if me and Murin are keeping an eye on either side of Scraw, then it has to be either Toby or Arbach. And then Iraq will have a look and see if we can head towards it. So you begin to lead the others out of the slums, and you very quickly find the turning that Toby thought he was taking was actually two turns away from where you are. You actually find yourself on the main thoroughfare quite quickly, and it leads handily out of the slums, and the path from there to Worms Rock is very self-apparent. As you begin to near the keep, it's getting close to dusk now. You estimate it's about 5pm. Do you just walk up to the doors of the keep? And what do you do? Are there any guards posted outside? Absolutely. We hail them? I just irritatedly wave at a guard. Just yelling, hail! The guard turns, his head looks like he's checking you out, but unless you're right up to where they are, they're not making any moves to interact with you. So you're going to go right up to the keep? Yeah, I keep going until we're right up to the keep. There are two guards on the main gate, and there is also an overhead parapet where there's clearly at least one more guard. And one of the guards is a lizard folk, and the other one is a fabolg. They're both wearing the heavily emblazoned plate mail of the Black Claw. Fabolg looks at you all and says, Hello. What brings you to Worms Rock? We were invited earlier by Marshal Ogda after we um, dealt with the scene that went down in the town earlier. We bring the sister of Trail. Ah, yes. The Marshal did mention that we might be expecting guests. I will show you to her. Please follow me. And he turns to the guard that's with him. Will you be okay? And yes, yes, yes. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that guy gets it. I like him. Very well. I will send someone <laughs> along. Okay, just go inside. <laughs> when I find someone to replace me. And he turns away and he says, I apologize for my colleague. And he walks into the keep and beckons you to follow him. Some people just have no respect. Can you believe that guy? The other week, I was talking to him about my cousin, who is giving birth to twins, and he just ignored me the entire time 
I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know her name. That does seem rather rude. Think, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're still talking. Me. I just think the world would be better if people had a little patience. Why is everybody <laughs> always in such a rush? It's a good question. It is a good question. I agree. I like to talk with people, but they just constantly interrupt me. Mix is biting her tongue because... I think that people would find I have a lot of things to say <laughs> that are worth hearing if you just <clears throat> take the time to... Oh, there is someone now. Hang on a moment, please. Johnson, could you take my post at the gate? Frederick needs to not be alone, and the marshal's guests are here. Are you sure you don't want me to- No, that is <laughs> Fine, I will take them to the marshal. Okay. Thank you. Please, follow me. And he turns away from you all. The entire time he's just talking to you as he's lumbering through the keep. The marshal is very sad about what happened. Trail was a good woman. Did you know her well? Not personally. I have not been in the Black Claw for very long, hence the gate duty, yes. But she always seemed like a very fair captain. Marshal, my bad. You are led down long stone corridors up some stairs and you're now walking up a long winding staircase as his voice reverberates between the walls you know there is a lot of history in this building the black claw have been protecting Baldur's gate for time immemorial interesting it is isn't it some of these stones are centuries old. He wraps on one of them, still sturdy as a rock. Ha, 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 ha. At the top of the stairs, you are led out into another corridor, and there are a number of doors which he leads you towards one of the larger ones. Turns back to you all. Here is where we part. I appreciate the patience you have shown me today. Thank you for your kindness. You're welcome. May Lathander bless you. And he opens the door and pushes it open. Please, wait inside. The marshal will be along shortly. I give him a nod before stepping inside. Thank you for your hospitality. He smiles warmly at you. You all make your way into the 
I guess it would be a waiting room of sorts. There are lots of plush sofas in here and a nice thick carpet. There's a half burning. They've already got the fire going as it's heading into the late evening. It's not particularly cold, but in a keep of this size, they need to keep fires burning just to keep the chill off, even when it's not a particularly cold day, because the heat doesn't exactly reach the middle of such dense stonework. So that's what you're looking at. There's some big glass windows that dominate one half of the room, and the door closes gently behind you, and you hear slow, padding footsteps walking away from you. Hey, I see you reaching for the skip button, but listen, there are a ton of fantastic shows out there. Here's one you could be missing out on right now. You've reached the Love and Luck podcast. Hi, it's Kane. I just wanted to say I had a lot of fun last night, and I'd like to do it again if you can. Hey, Jason here. I had a really good time too, and I'd definitely like to see you again. Love and Luck is a slice of life queer love story podcast told via voicemails. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app to listen, or check out our website at loveandluckpodcast.com. See now, is that so bad? And now, on with the show. Something's been on my mind since got month. Airbag, did you recognize the symbol on the wall? Because it looked very familiar. Which symbol would that be? After uh, we went back to get scroll. There was a serpent on the wall with wings flying down towards the sun. Hmm. I don't know better than I said that was the same guild that we spoke to moments before. Hmm. It'd be worth talking to them again to find out if we can get our money back. Or at least some of it. Are you seeing those people from the guild? Possibly. Possibly. I don't know if they're a probable force. It could just be they vaguely know one another and they probably don't have any sort of influence on one another. But it could be worth investigating. So that symbol, what is it? Just a means of them... To mark their territory? I have no idea, personally. Mix, didn't you say that you owe somebody 300 gold? Yeah, well, that's going to be a problem now, isn't it? I thought that was going to be a problem before it was a bigger problem. Hmm, you shouldn't have let those guys beat you. Yeah, well, same to you, buddy. Hey, I was just doing what Herbeck told me to do. You know you wanted to. I didn't tell you to get stabbed. You know you can always say no, Scroll. If if Mix hadn't made them scream, I wouldn't have been distracted. Besides, I think those swords were tricky. They made me feel funny. Yes, I think that is definitely for certain. Yeah. But it could be that this guild is more of a vigilante type group where they don't have like a hierarchy. They kind of just do as they please, I guess. Well, that's not a very good guild, then. I'm not really sure what you could expect from an area of the city which is full of the downtrodden and constantly extorted. I'm pretty sure if you got hustled for money every time you went in and out of the city, you'd turn to some pretty desperate means of getting coin yourself. I would not. <clears throat> As you're saying this, you are surprised that Ogda has made her way into the room. You don't recall hearing the door that you came through open, but she is in the room nonetheless. It's good to see you all. I'm glad you were able to make it. What? Please, Help. make yourself comfortable. Can I can I offer you anything to drink? I can fetch somebody to, to get food for you. Have you eaten? Do you have anyone that can look at our friend? Why? What's, what's wrong? We think someone might have maybe poisoned him. Hmm. And she wanders over, gets up close in Skrull's face, puts her hand on his face and stretches his eyelid. Yes, you, you don't look well, friend. I don't feel well. Yes, I can, I can see that. Hmm. Let me see. Uh, we may have something. Uh, we 
may not need a medic. Let me have a look. And she heads over to one of the cabinets in the room, starts going through a few things and pulls out a small bottle. This would probably do the trick. Here, take this. And she hands him a potion of health. Here, take this. Okay. Mix watches carefully to make sure he doesn't drop it or anything. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I actually feel a lot better. Thank you. Uh, you know, I almost had that guy. I think if it was just me and him, one-on-one, -on -one, no weapons, I'd taken him. I pat him. He wasn't too strong, but he caught me by surprise. There were very big swords. They were in my belly. Didn't feel too good. I fear that if they didn't care for our purses, you'd probably be dead. Well, if they didn't care for our purses, they probably wouldn't have stopped us in the first place. No point. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that that seemed to have done the trick. Are the rest of you all right? Mix, you're looking a little rough. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I've, I've felt better. You, um, sorry, I, we didn't, I didn't get your names. I am, I am Ogda. I introduced myself to your friend earlier, but I, I know you are the Scales of Justice. Who are you? What can I call you each? Uh, you can call me Toby. You're also looking a little rough. And she pulls out a couple of greater healing potions. Here, you two, take these now. Oh, good. Thank you. Uh, thanks. I'm Scroll. Thank you for curing me of that icky stuff. Here, have one of these two. You, you don't look too good either. Still don't feel too good, so that's probably a good thing. So he takes one as well. It's important you take care of yourselves. The city can eat you alive if you're not careful. Yeah, it's amazing. What I pat him. Uh, uh, I'm Murren. My name is Erbach. I'm a doctor by trade. And I'm the Doomsinger. You may call me the Doomsinger. He makes a face that sounds exactly like that voice. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you all, and thank you for accepting my invitation. You uh, have had rather a rough. A rough entry to the city, and that is unfortunate, but it at least saves me some time explaining the problems that we are facing in trying to track down who did this. We have our suspects, we know where our suspicions lie, but we do not yet have anything solid. What have you been up to since you arrived? Uh, just getting a feel for the city. It's the first time any of us have been here. That gate, no myself, the Basilisk Gate. Yes. They certainly charge a hefty toll to get through, don't they? Well, there are tolls on many of the gates throughout the city. It is the only way that they are sustained and kept operable. True. Must be a profitable city for people to manage a gold each for a toll, though. Gold is not so much. The economy with Baldur's Gate is fairly sustainable, and as I say, the gates are very expensive to maintain in order to preserve the security of the city and the people within it. And what, what office do you have that organizes the papers? Papers? Y yeah. We were told we needed papers to be able to get through the gates. I see. There is a writ if you are transporting goods. It's a customs document of sorts that would require paperwork. It's not something that's handled by us. It's handled by the lords of the city. Uh, we do try to maintain the integrity of their services, but... Those are primarily maintained by the Watch and their officers. We simply man the gates. I want to roll an insight check to see if she's being truthful with us about everything she's said so far regarding like the tolls. <laughs> Every time! <laughs> Toby just believes everybody! She seems like she believes what she's saying. How did you come by these injuries? Was it all in the... Well, I can't... You didn't all seem quite so bad off. After the combat in the wide. Yeah, of course we got a little bit lost on our way here and turned down a 
bad, Alex. Ah, I'm sorry to hear that. I should have sent somebody to guide you here. I didn't want to be too forward. I wanted you to know that it was a choice for you to come here, that you did not feel obligated or pressured. I did not want you to feel forced to join us. Please, if you could come with me, I would like to show you something. And she walks to a door that is in the back of the room that perhaps you did not notice previously. It's not hidden per se, but it's behind a curtain. And she pushes it to one side and opens the door and walks through and beckons for you all to follow. I'm a little bit weary, but I follow. I follow. So she leads you up a set of stairs and it actually takes you up to one of the parapets of the keep. And from here, you've got a pretty good view of the surrounding area. Primarily, what you can see from here is the surrounding outer city of Baldur's Gate and you can see the Basilisk Gate in the distance. Beyond that, you can also see above the walls of Baldur's Gate, and you can see some portions of the upper city. And she makes a waving gesture over the landscape. All of this is now directly under my protection. As the Marshal of the Black Claw, a great responsibility falls to me. And as much as I wish to prioritize the discovery of Trail's murder, I am faced with great difficulty. It is my belief that members of the guild have plotted to remove Trail from her position. I was working very closely with her to root out their leaders. And my guess is that she was getting too close. And their paranoia led to them preemptively taking action to remove her. The manner in which she died was public and intentionally confusing. I believe this was not only to send a message, but also to throw any potential seekers off the trail. There are a number of suspects on my list, but I do not have the resources to pursue them personally. If you are so willing, I would recruit you to pursue these interests, these suspects, on our behalf. The guild has become a corrupt influence on the outer city. The townsfolk, the people, we do what we can to protect them, and the guild turns them against us at every opportunity. I fear that with Trail's passing, they will use this against us and try to push the people further away from what it is that we do here. There are a great many people in the outer city that are loyal to us, as they should be. But even now, the guild seeks to poison them and turn them against us. And as you can see, we are surrounded on all sides. They infest every cranny. And even with our great strength and our numbers, from such a hidden enemy, we are almost powerless. This is much to ask of newcomers to the city, and I apologize for bringing this to you with such urgency, given that you've been here less than a day. But as you are Trail's sister, I believe you will have the greatest chance of getting to the heart of the matter. And with how swiftly you dealt with the creatures the trail and her attacker became, I am confident that you can handle whatever the city has to throw at you, lest you are caught unawares. Which, I would hope, 
would not happen twice. Now that the guild and the outer city have shown you what they can do. Mm. Apologies for this seeming off-topic, but are you aware of a Duke Silvershield? Uh, yes. He is one of the four lords that run the entire city. It would be very odd if I did not know Duke Tallinn Silvershield. But, you, I mean, I assume you're also quite aware of his fervor against any member of the guild. It would not surprise me if he was opposed to the guild, though... If I am completely honest, I do feel like the Patriots have been somewhat suspect to their own corruption of late, and this is another venue that we were investigating, but all signs point to the guild for Trail's murder. <sighs> like as not, the Duke, were he to arrange for someone's death, would do so silently. He would not use a death of a high-ranking official to send a message. Far more potent is the message that arrives silently, that none can dispute. Mm. He has the means and the power to ensure that no one ever hears if you go missing. What resources could you provide us with? What resources could you need? For our investigations. As you can see, we can barely survive in this city, under attack from thieves and vagabonds and criminals. I mean, our investigations may not be as fruitful as your own. We are stretched thin. The Black Claw is barely keeping crime under control within the city, and keeping the Guild's actions as limited as we are is the extent of our ability, which is why I'm approaching you. What resources would you like us to provide? I will see what I can do. Mm, we have to sit down and formulate some kind of plan first before we come up with anything. I'm just merely inquiring as to whether there were avenues you could help us with. Of course, we'd have to sit down and plan. We could provide payment, no doubt, and perhaps a writ of authority. Something that states you are working on our behalf, and therefore allow you to take certain actions that perhaps would not be available to a citizen. I mean, that would be helpful and, you know, allow us to move around the city more easily. That would be extremely convenient. She's talking like warrants and the equivalent of a substitute sheriff badge. Where you agree to help us in our investigation, I would gladly provide you with such a writ. Forgive me if I do not disclose more information about my suspicions until we have agreed upon your assistance. I cannot simply provide you with names without some reassurance that you will not tell them that we are on to them and prevent them from being brought to justice. Mm, it sounds promising to me. What do you all think? Well, ultimately I think when we pursue this is in part at least up to Mix because she has some personal stake in this, but if they have names of suspects, of people that they think are responsible, then that's more than what we have to go on right now. It's the best starting point we have. Because right now we've got nothing. We don't know nothing. We don't have anywhere to start. Would this bit allow us to pass through the gates and various other tall areas without having to pay for the trings? Under normal circumstances, you would still pay the fees for the city, as those are for the operation and maintenance of the city's gates. But I can provide a direct order that you are to be allowed 
free passage if that is what you need to do the job. Well, right now we've got nothing, so if we need to go into the city to investigate anything, we won't be getting there. That would be most helpful. Then I can certainly arrange that, yes. And I'm in. This is probably quite embarrassing to request as well, but obviously, as you see by the situation, a map would have been would be very useful of the city, even if it was just primary roads and routes of travel. I can arrange that, sure. The city is fluctuating. It changes, but a map will be no issue. Well, I cast my vote in for this. What of you all? I agree. Mixed faces, just like, I'm in. Not consulting with the others, just, she's in. Mixes in. So am I. Same. Well, you already helped me today, so I owe you that much at least. I, I'm not sure I would have made it to my bed were it not for your assistance, so... I'm in. And and Mix needs my help. And Scraw puts his hand on your shoulder. Then she has it. I pat Scraw's arm as it's there. And I too. I shall do whatever I can to extract information from these suspects. Talking to people is kind of what I do. Very well. Then let us return to my study where I can produce these documents that you require, and I will divulge the information that I have for you. And she leads you down the stairs away from the parapets. Take one last look over your shoulder as the sun is setting over the city, and it all just looks sort of like the city is burning. And as pretty as it looked when you arrived, it now looks equally sinister. You are led downstairs through the waiting room you were led into into a very small private study where Ogda goes into her desk pulls out some paperwork and begins writing up a few things and it doesn't take her long and you get the impression that she had some things drafted for this purpose she makes some adjustments saying you don't have to pay it serves as an all-purpose warrant if you wish to investigate a property if you can present reasonable cause you have the right to do so so as she's explaining how these work if you are at a suspect's location or you are in a venue where you believe a suspect to be hidden you may use this to assert your authority under the black claw as given to you by the city to Thoroughly investigate any property, private or otherwise. But it is imperative you do not abuse this. If you abuse the rights that I give you now, you will not only have them removed from you, but you will be held indefinitely in our jail cells. We do not believe in execution as punishment here, but that does not mean that we do not reside within the law. Understood. She looks at each of you as she hands you out individual documents. I need you to sign these. It is confirmation that the information that I am about to disclose to you will not find its way to other ears, as well as your authority being granted for the explicit purposes of investigating the murder of Trail Invictus. Make scribbles. I'm going to read the document very thoroughly. You read the document very thoroughly, and as far as you can tell, in legalese, it says exactly what she just said. Oh, unusual little clauses going to jump out then. No, you know, you're not signing your rights away, you're not permanently joining the Black Claw, you are a temporary authoritarian under their jurisdiction. After scrutinizing it, I sign it. I sign it. Yeah, I sign it. The Doomsinger peruses it very slowly, signs it, 
passes it back. She looks over each of them. That's good. Thank you. And she files them away. It's the badge of authority. It's a leather patch in the shape of a shield. And it's all black, but the eagle claw is emblazoned with gold. You may attach these if you wish to, but if you just show them wherever you go, it will be accepted. And this writ, and she passes you each a piece of paper that is signed by her, will also grant you free passage and the limits of your authority, as well as your jurisdiction. Now, our number one suspect at present is the proprietress of a tavern in the lower city by the docks. It's known as the Low Lantern. The proprietress is an Asimar woman, the Ryla Thundreth. She is suspected of being a high-ranking member of the guild. It was her that Trail and I were pursuing. We were compiling evidence to prove her association, and it was her who was last being investigated by Trail, before she left for her excursion, and then returned to the city. Ah, that excursion, yes. I... What was that for again? You know, I honestly don't remember. The Black Claw regularly set out beyond the city's borders to ensure that the lands are kept safe, prevent raids on the outer city, and to keep the lands within the realm of Baldur's Gate safe so that the walls do not need to do the defending. It was simple when Baldur's Gate was within the walls, but now so many live in the outer city, we must patrol the lands for many miles around. Ah, does seem quite a burden. Well... With the guild constantly harassing us through every possible avenue, it has become one, yes. Very well, that's useful. Useful information indeed. Anything else everyone thinks we need to know? I feel like I'm quite well-versed already. Was there any other major suspects? For now, you should focus on the Lowland. It is a tavern used for dealings by the guild themselves. It is my belief that, at the very least... She is using that place of business as a smuggling operation to distribute ill-gotten gains throughout the city. You should find your way there and enact a search operation. Look for evidence of her involvement with the guild. If we can start with proving that, we can prove her involvement with Trail's murder. Very well. Oh, um, we we plan to act on this as soon as possible, of course, but... I hate to be a bother. Would it be possible if we could have some minor funding just to set ourselves up in terms of having somewhere to stay? You may have rooms here, if you wish. Hmm. What do you all say? Well, I should hope that at least if we stay here, we can't be robbed in our sleep. We can make space in the barracks. It's simple living, but we'll be comfortable enough. Especially for right now, I don't quite fancy walking back through the town in the dark. Yes, I'm good with that. I shall have one of the men make beds for you in the barracks. That would be much appreciated. As for funding, we can offer you a retainer. Whilst you are working on behalf of the Black Claw, ten gold a day. I think that's more than reasonable to get what we need done whilst we're here. Agreed. You may also take your meals here in the mess hall with the men. I'm sure that you will be able to recover information from other members of the Black Claw. They hear a lot as they work in the city. But you must keep the information that we have discussed here to yourselves. I am not convinced that all of my men can be trusted. 
The guild extends its corruption to every reach. I wish you the best. And I hope that you are successful. I wish to know the reason the trail was killed as much as you do. Yes, hopefully we can get to the bottom of it sooner rather than later. You may take whatever action you see fit for your investigation. I shall leave up to you. The meals are served at seven and seven. So the evening meal will be served shortly. If you wish, I can have one of my men take you there and show you the way around the keep. I shall ensure that the map you have requested and your payment for your day is delivered also. Well, it's a bit early to turn in, but we should get acquainted with keeps and we know our way around. Mix would be happy to just go to bed right now, to be honest. After the day that's gone on and, you know, Scrommel's dying, it's been exhausting. So, though to be fair, getting acquainted with uh, the area would be a good idea. Familiarizing ourselves with the keep would be good. You excuse yourselves and make your way out of the office, and as you do so, a warmly smiling furbolg is waiting there to greet you. <laughs> I hope your meeting went well. And that's all we had time for. Join us when we return on September 9th, where we'll pick up on the first day of Sumner and learn what our heroes have planned next in episode 10, Misplaced Trust. In the meantime, consider checking out our website for more lore and content on tftddi.co.uk. And don't forget to tell a friend about the show. The more people that start checking us out whilst we're on hiatus, the more we'll be able to continue doing what we're doing. Thank you once again for your support. Until next time, travel safe. And remember, in this realm or the next, the scales of justice are here for you. Always. Always.